0: Hi, you're listening to Friar Side Chats, and I'm your host, Emma Miller, here with my great, great friend, Father Mike.
1: Great to be with you, Emma.
0: Yes, good to be with you on this morning. I
1: hope you're having a good morning. I am. Good. Did you do anything fun or different this morning that sort of set the day off on the right, right foot? No.
0: I went and got coffee on my way here. That was a nice treat. Where'd you go? There's only one place to go in Durham. Oh, is that the cinnamon, Cina, Cinnabon? <laughs> it's not the, I just love Cocoa Cinnamon. Cocoa yes. Cinnamon. Cinnabon. Oh my gosh. I, out here.
1: I knew it had something to do with cinnamon. And yeah. of course my mind goes right to Cinnabon. <laughs> to Cinnabon. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, their, their coffee is good? Mm-hmm. You're not a coffee drinker, I'm not.
0: Enough? And they have got me drinking oh, some lattes. I know. Wow. My normal is like a chai latte or something, but I like some of their coffee ones actually. How about that? You yeah. know,
1: I've been drinking coffee since I was twelve years old.
0: That's sad. You were allowed.
1: You know, back in the day, no one, no one thought these things were bad. I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> Say there were no warnings on cigarette packages. Come oh, on. Oh
0: yeah, that's oh my gosh. So, so, would you like have your morning coffee with your dad?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't. I what I would do is uh, I I was I had a paper route, uh, and so on Saturday and Sunday mornings, um, I had to get up early. Early, like, you know, quarter to five, mm. and oh. go and get my newspapers and then deliver the paper. And in order to. <laughs> you needed the boost. A little, yeah, so. Wow. Yeah, how about that? But, you know, I could. Like, my, a lot of times, what me and some of my friends would do, because I have buddies that were also, uh, would deliver papers also. We would, after we would finish our routes, mm-hmm. then we would meet up. And go to six thirty mass at Shrine of the Little Flower, which was like this half hour. This is on Sunday. Sunday morning, mm-hmm. in and out, you know, a half hour Sunday half mass. Half hour Sunday mass. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Boom. Boom. And then we would go to this place <laughs> called the White Coffee Pot, and uh, we would have breakfast, <laughs> and then we would go home and go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, man, be home, be home, back home by eight. <laughs> And just <laughs> crawl back into bed. That's and, and that's funny. after you know two, two, three cups of coffee. You know, just zonk. Boom, done.
0: The caffeine would still. No, uh, it didn't. You know. Wow. Sure, at that age, you're still
1: you're still so you know, so tired. So, <laughs> thirteen, fourteen, didn't matter.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Talk about you know, spiritual roots. <laughs> <laughs> the half hour Sunday morning mass. Yes, yeah, seriously. Tried it with a little flower. Yeah, that wasn't my parish though. Actually, it was where I was baptized. It was my dad's parish, but oh. um, it, was, uh, it was the only place nearby that had a uh, six thirty a.m. mass. Really? Mm-hmm. That's
0: pre- that's pretty early. I pretty guess. Pretty early, yeah. Yeah. Well, and,
1: and we would time it so that we we could then get back, mm, go to bed.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say, growing up Catholic in a small town in the South, there was one Catholic church right, option. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. So, Good luck with that.
0: Yeah, and it was not a 30-minute Mass.
1: No, no. Thankfully.
0: Thankfully, yes. that's, that's right. Praise God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, can I make you a cup of coffee after the podcast? Would you uh, know?
0: I don't think I'd like it. How do you know? Are you going to put like sugar and other flavors in it
1: no i'm not a flavor i i I just put a little bit of milk
0: oh see that's the only way i can drink
1: it is with all the flavorings well then you're not drinking coffee you're drinking vanilla
0: i it's called a latte (laughs) (laughs) and it does this one has like cinnamon nutmeg allspice you're you're, you're, oh and some tobacco infused sugar
1: you're drinking the spice rack
0: (laughs) It's delicious. So do, you, do you want to try it? No,
1: I do not. Okay. okay. Wow. Well, I don't want to gag on the program.
0: Yeah. No, we really do not want that.
1: No, that would not be that good. That would not
0: be good for our listeners. No. Well, we're here. We're here today, and we're um, we're in the midst of Francis Week. You love yes. Francis Week, woohoo! <laughs> and um, we've we've done some special Francis Week episodes before, but we've actually never. Dug deeply into this pretty major aspect of St. Francis, um, his poverty, yeah, and both like physical, financial poverty, but also poverty in spirit. Sure. Um, so I, I thought that could be really great because I have some questions. <laughs> no,
1: that'd be great. I and what we, uh, how we celebrate here at uh, mm. at Duke is you know we call it Francis Week, but it's always whatever week. The feast of Mm -hmm. Saint Francis falls. Mm -hmm. We sort of dedicate that week to some Franciscan reflections and um, some Franciscan celebrations. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, this um, this week we've got I think some good things lined up. But as you say, you know, and one of them is our podcast has a Franciscan theme Mm -hmm. to it that uh, is marking our our Thursday, which is October third. Yeah. Actual day on which Saint Francis died was October third.
0: So why is his feast day the fourth then?
1: Well, it was the um, the night of the third. So okay, you're, you're the evening of the 3rd. the third. evening of the third that he died. Did
0: he not die until early morning on the fourth?
1: No, no, no. But when you're already in uh, first vespers of the next day. Oh, so it's to the speak. next. D- yeah, oh, so that's kinda. very
0: like Jewish. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, some of that. I guess it's... Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, okay, mm. okay,
1: okay. Mm. Hmm. So, we're here celebrating St. <laughs> Francis, and uh, we thought we might talk a little bit about his letting go.
0: Yeah. You know, it came up in my... The small group that I'm well, in the other... D- well, let me just... Oh, sure, no, sure. Go ahead.
1: No, talk about your small group. No, no. I, You know how I like to... Crash your small group. Probably
0: Mike does crash my small group Once a lot. In a while. Yeah. Um, I crashed your small group last night. You did. You did. But it's always, uh, almost always fruitful. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's always fruitful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Said the person who'd like to remain, you know, employed. <laughs> oh, it was so fruitful. Thanks so much for interrupting our small group.
0: Um, what came up? Well, just... It wasn't actually the gospel that we were reading. Um,
1: You're a very focused small group.
0: (laughs) Well, okay. It was related. The, the gospel that we were reading um, recently was about the dishonest steward who cheats his master out of what he's owed. But in doing so, he like endears himself to the people who owed him. Um, And so, he's able to like get himself in with those guys so that when he's fired, he's got a place to go. And it's just very weird. And Jesus talks a lot about like money and being wise and prudent. Um, And it's both, he's saying like be prudent and stuff, but kind of about the right things and are you serving money, whatever. So anyway, it got us talking about like the rich young man story and Mm -hmm. how Jesus asked him to like leave everything and come follow him. And the rich young man can't do it and then when jesus talks about it, it's harder for a rich man to walk through the eye of a needle and we just you know we know that there's also not it's not just metaphorical meaning correct to all of that so how, we're just struggling to how do you find that balance of walk that line like jesus is clearly not calling all of us to begging right right but how do you make sure that you are, what does modern poverty look like when you have a family to take care of? When your sure. vocation is, you know, your marriage and your children right. or your vocation is caring for your, um, I almost said constituents, but parishioners or whatever. You know what I mean? Right.
1: Right. It's just yeah. so hard. No, it's a very, I think... Um you know, it's a, it's not an easy question. Um, And as such, it's not one that gets asked frequently enough, Mm, mm -hmm. you know? And so you're right that too often when we're confronted with these dynamics in scripture, we tend to hide behind, well, it's, you know, as you say, somewhat metaphorical and Mm. He's talking about the spiritual life, which, you know, there's some truth to that. Yeah. However, if you totally dismiss the question, you've missed the point of the teaching. Yeah. Is that Jesus wants us to ask ourselves these tough questions. Mm-hmm. And so that to me, mm. that's what, um, you know, is at the heart of Francis's love of poverty mm. is that he his life becomes a witness that requires that if we engage him in any authentic way we have to ask ourselves the question mm-hmm. you know and so that's, that's and
0: struggle with it
1: oh yeah oh yeah
0: that's maybe this is just i should have cut onto this earlier in my life but like <laughs> so much of the spiritual life and following jesus is uncomfortable well not no not just uncomfortable Yes, but it's uncomfortable because there are no, like, check the the box, correct answers all the time. I mean, there are, but like, you, I don't know. It's a struggle to figure out how to live out these difficult questions. Like, he's not just going to say, Jesus, most of the time is not going to look at you like the rich young man and say, here's what you need to do. For your salvation. Mm. Drop this and follow me. He's not. I've never heard that so clearly.
1: How do you want me to open up the scriptures and just speak really clearly (laughs) as Jesus (laughs) says that? That's not just saying. Be careful when we um, when we.
0: When we say that message isn't for us, right?
1: When we absent ourselves, right? Somehow and say we couldn't possibly be saying that to me, <laughs> right? Yes. Maybe he is. And yes. How is he? Yes. And so yes, maybe, right, maybe, right? But what I'm doing, I, I'm proving your own point that even when you tried to get comfortable with a perspective, <laughs> right? Yes. I shattered your comfort.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. So I Yay. guess at the heart Yay. of it Yay. is discomfort.
1: Um. Not as a, not as an absolute. No. Jesus didn't come so that we could all be, you know, absolutely dis uncomfortable.
0: Right. 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 right.
1: You see what I'm saying? So that's it, it, be careful that you know we we can't absolutize. Correct. Our Correct. responses here.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: Where do you want to go with this?
0: My brain is still thinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pause. I'll take. Well, it. I'm oh, feeling. I didn't, I'm... We didn't turn our timer on.
0: No, you didn't. That's okay.
1: I have no idea how long we've been we've been talking. All right, let me hit start. Okay. You don't have to do hand signals. We've been talking about the fact that I forgot to turn the time. What, what? And I don't even know what those hand signals mean. She held up one finger on one hand and two <laughs> fingers on the other hand, and then she sort of like moved them in my direction. What? What does that mean? I mean one, two.
0: So can you take a guess and educate a guess, smart man? Twelve. Yes. How hard was that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Twelve minutes. You're saying we were already talking. Yeah. I can't wait oh, I to you genius, try and edit this and don't edit this out. I have please.
0: a genius boss. You do, but I'm here. just saying um, he doesn't know what a one and a two mean. Well,
1: why, why go go silent? Like we can't disclose to the our our listeners that we've been talking for 12 minutes when we just disclosed that we haven't been counting. <laughs> I can't wait for you. Got to tell me when you go back to edit this, whether or not. This... I'm
0: keeping this all in.
1: No, no, I know that. I'm just saying <laughs> you better. I'm just saying, did this come at the 12-minute mark? Oh, yeah. We'll have to see. I was
0: kind of approximating because there's maybe like a minute, of buffer before we started. Please,
1: in the show notes, acknowledge whether or not Uh, you were accurate or not. Oh, my gosh. Go ahead. This
0: guy is obsessed. Is this, um, what's the connection with needing to be right and spiritual poverty, Father Mike? (laughs) Let's talk about that a little
1: bit. He's not talking to me. He's talking to everyone else. Let go of the need to be right, Emma. No, that's not to me. I can't imagine God would say something like that to me.
0: You know, um, it, well, I don't. I don't just want to talk about all the things Emma Small Group talks about. But um,
1: we're gonna the, rename the rename <laughs> the podcast from prior side <laughs> chat to Emma and her girlfriends <laughs> side chat.
0: But um, it was interesting that uh, another thing that came up was being a slave to money, because uh, this we're talking about poverty type of stuff, can go both ways that like you can be a slave to like, that's your single-minded pursuit um, is accruing for, you know, whatever the reason is behind all that. Or you can also be a slave to being frugal to an extent that you're obsessed with finding the best deals. You're obsessed with not, um, you know, spending money on people you love, not like, you know, you have to spend money on people you love, but you know what I mean? It can like go both ways, which I thought was interesting. I hadn't thought about that other side of things. Um, no. But it calls to mind Francis' stories about where the real impoverished, spiritual impoverished thing to do. Um, you'll be able to tell this story better where that one they were fasting and right. this one friar couldn't do it. Right? Can you share that story? Yeah, I just you're, you're love right,
1: it. You're right there. You know he he. You know they were they were in the midst of a fast. One of the friars was really struggling uh, in the middle of the night and Francis rather than have the friar be made to feel worthless or that, you know, he, you know, was somehow not, Mm. um, not up to snuff. Mm. He woke everybody up and made him have a big feast (laughs) so that everybody could eat, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it's not an absolute. Yeah. And, and the other thing is it can't be an absolute, you know? I mean, I, I, I'll never forget, uh the, the summer I spent in our mission in Ghana, West Africa back mm. in I think it was eighty seven. And um, the the real abject poverty that I mm. witnessed there and as simply as I was living in those in those months, um, and and very content, you know, to to live very simply, I realized that I would never be as poor no matter how much I, mm. how simply I lived, I would never be as poor as the people that were there, mm-hmm. because I had an education, and I, you know, I knew that I had a, uh, you know, a ticket out. Mm-hmm. They don't, right. you know, what I mean. So, I, I will never be as poor as the poorest people here. Right. Um, right. And 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 nor does Jesus nor Francis want me to. You know, they don't hold that up as some sort of blessed mm-hmm. n- state mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. As if that's what we should yearn for. That that's the kind of life we're, we're destined to live. That, you know, there's a, uh, you know, um, there's a heresy in there, you know, that denies the goodness mm-hmm. of the created world mm-hmm. and, and why we're here to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so um, the poverty that Francis embraced was one that allowed him to first and foremost step away from his past. Mm. Uh, His father was a merchant. Mm. Uh, The merchant class was emerging in medieval, the early medieval period in in Europe. And, you know, to let go of all things and all claims, you know, and to live um, at the, you know, at the goodness of you know, people that would offer him something as a beggar freed him. It freed him from, uh, you know, from a past. And so I think there's, there was a a physical reality that helped him to get to a Mm -hmm. spiritual reality. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I can keep going, but I, I go ahead. What were you going to say?
0: Just that um, the language you chose, I, it's come up. More and more recently in like prayer time and stuff, the idea of uh, denying and sacrificing actually bringing freedom. Yeah. It sounds very counterintuitive. It sounds restricting. But it, in a lot of senses, it actually offers freedom. Yeah.
1: And that's where our culture just does not get it. Um, mm-hmm. It does not fully grasp The truth that um, freedom is in Christ, Mm. not in what we think we can acquire Mm -hmm. or, you know, the the accomplishments that we think are going to fill us. And 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 that is the the crux of the issue Mm. is, you know. Any of our acquisitions, whether it be degrees mm. or, or materials or um, you know the acquisition of uh, memories mm-hmm. or experiences or whatever it might be, mm. all of that is um, trying at points to to fill mm. a, a need, mm-hmm. and when we ultimately acknowledge. That all those things, while good and holy and can be a blessing, they will never satisfy like Christ. And to the extent that they detract from our ability to be filled by Christ, mm-hmm. they enslave us mm-hmm. to a lifestyle or to things that um, are are never freeing the mm-hmm. way that. Christ is freeing. And so I think that's you you know you're spot on that that it the, to to let go is not the slavery but to be obsessed and not even obsessed mm-hmm. but to be f- focused on the acquisition of these things um that's the slavery. Yeah. Yeah. That's not free.
0: Well, Can I ask a personal question? Sure. (laughs) What do you feel like is, um, I mean, I think all of this discussion is begging that we each, we all ask ourselves the question of like, what is the the thing in our life that we maybe need to let go of? Mm -hmm. Like what, is there anything lately that you felt is standing in your way? Yes. Oh, what is that?
1: the accomplishment of mm. spiritual growth on this campus mm-hmm. that that is a place where i struggle to think that if we can just get mm. more people mm. then i will you know and <laughs> it just sounds so ridiculous <laughs> saying it right <laughs> yeah but I, but that's right that's where my <clears throat> my flawed humanity mm-hmm. can even twist mm-hmm. the goodness of evangelization and sharing the good news
0: yeah thanks for sharing that
1: you're welcome <laughs> and it's hard it's just it's hard to and and then all my sense of self-worth and mm-hmm. identity comes mm-hmm. from man, you're killing it there.
0: Right, right.
1: Wow, I must be something, you know.
0: So I mean that begs the question of, you know, it's something that is it's not a bad thing. No, goal or no. focus or anything so how do we constantly call ourselves back to like examining um i guess this kind of goes back to our podcast a couple episodes ago of asking yourself why am i doing this and trying to get back to right. what's at the heart
1: right we should we should put that in the show notes you know
0: linking to the other episode consult further <laughs> cf
1: podcast number
0: i think it was the one that was like ask yourself seven why's yeah mm-hmm I'm
1: just saying, I think we should do that more often. We should reference other podcasts that we've already recorded to to drive our listenership. I don't even know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Mm.
0: Well, okay. I have have another question for you. I feel like this language gets thrown around a lot, but I'm not sure I fully understand how to live this out. What does it mean to live in solidarity with the poor?
1: Yeah. I think that um, first and foremost, um, appreciating that I have a voice that they do not have. Mm. And, And so being in solidarity with the poor, I think allows them um a a space to know that not only is someone listening that cares but someone is listening and speaking Mm -hmm. about the the truth of their reality Mm -hmm. you know and so i think solidarity um it begins with empathy Mm -hmm. certainly right you Mm -hmm. know i have to I have to understand and some on some visceral level, I have to appreciate that the complexity of how the life of the poor has come to be what it is, is, you know, is not something that, you know, my posts on (laughs) social media are going to somehow alter, Mm -hmm. but rather that. You know, they're complex on, on you know, so many multiple and then tangential, mm-hmm. you know, uh, interconnections, mm-hmm. right? So um, to empathize, to appreciate the complexity, uh, but then not to just throw up my hands and say, well, that's you know, beyond my pay grade. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, got nothing I can do there. Um, you know, to be in solidarity says, even though. I feel with you, I'll never feel the way you do, but right. I, I feel with you the, the, the sadness of that reality. Mm-hmm. I recognize its complexity, mm-hmm. uh, but I will not dismiss that problem or I shouldn't say it in terms of problem, but I, I will not dismiss your reality yeah. as just, I'll put it out of my mind mm-hmm. and not think about it. To me, that's being in solidarity with the poor. Now, I don't think any poor person on the planet would say. So what I want you to do then is live your life in misery, so that you're in full solidarity mm-hmm. with the miserable mm-hmm. dynamic of my life. I I, I don't think that's healthy. Mm-hmm. Even uh, it's like saying, you know, um, you know, I'm drowning here. Well. Why don't you come in and drown with me? <laughs> you know, and so we'll both drown the guy. You know that that makes no sense. But, um, but I I do think that to my mind that's where solidarity says um, I'm I'm with you. Jesus even says, you know, the poor you will always have with you. Mm. You know, but what does he say? The poor you will always have with you. With you. You know, so mm. that sense that we're they're with us. Mm. And and so we are united mm. uh, in solidarity with them. They're not some sector that we can just push aside and not think about. Mm. To me, that's solidarity. Mm. I mean i I cannot hope to. Um, I mean, even the uh, Mother Teresa's sisters, you know that that live live in solidarity. I think there are some people that are called to actually do that to live in solidarity yeah. but even they always have another option right you know right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're not that's not their state in life yeah and they have a choice they've chosen that so when you're free to choose it you're right. also free to choose it not you right know?
0: right yeah yeah that's quite a privilege to even to make that choice to live right. into it right when you have mm-hmm, right mm-hmm hmm. Well we've talked a lot about letting go of, you know, internal things and like drivers, but also we've talked a bit about material things. Too. Well, I don't think
1: we've talked enough. I mean I think oh. Well what I what I do believe is that the actual process of letting go mm. of the externals in our lives um is powerful
0: the process of letting yes.
1: go and and what it what it says to you and what it says to those around you mm. you know to live simply to not accumulate you know and, and all that that goes along with that um it it um it sends a message about what we can and could be you know, and and um, I I think that it it sharpens the saw. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Can you can you think of any examples recently? Of, you know, when you say it's like a a powerful witness, is there anyone you've encountered or like seen something you've been like, wow, that's someone like living that out in a really interesting way that got me to think about it more?
1: I I mean, I always find the image of Francis to be all the compelling, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that I need, you know? Right. Um, and I've lived with friars that I've been edified, mm. um, you know, by their simplicity. And mm-hmm. I, I live with friars today that, you know, some of the guys in my house that are, that, you know, inspire me, mm-hmm. you know? And so, uh, I, I, I think that those, those examples are there and, and, you know, am I then responding and how am I responding? Yeah. And, and, Um, I think those are great questions for all of us.
0: Well, how, um, I feel like anything else in the spiritual, well, in just life in general is, um, you know, it's a habit to build, to like, let go, to try to live more simply. Um, what's a, what are, what's a good practical first step.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. Francis himself um, uh, utilized uh, a metaphor um, that helped him mm. in in practice. And he, um, in sort of this Don Quixote, mm-hmm. you know, precursor kind of way, he uh, referred to poverty as lady poverty. Oh. And so it was in some ways his bride, you know, and mm-hmm. so it was a... It was a virtue that he held up and thought of in those sort of terms as someone uh, to whom he was betrothed, you know. And so to do anything apart from that where there was the acquisition of things or experiences or, or, Mm -hmm. or what have you or accolades was to almost be not faithful to... Dulcinea, mm-hmm. you know, to this idealized um, version of of poverty that Lady Poverty was for him, mm-hmm. and so I I think that's you know for our current day, um, you know, our listeners, you know, not many of us think that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I, and I'm, yeah. believe me, I'm not a big poetry guy, you know what I mean, <laughs> by any stretch. And so um, having those types of metaphors, mm. I'm not certain um, always are, are the best, you know, mm-hmm. examples. That said, I think culturally we have all kinds of metaphors. All I think athletics is just rife with mm. these types of, um, you know, where, where, um, where we've elevated now, public uh, athletic competitions mm. now have this sort of honoring military <laughs> heroes as, as it's somehow been wed mm. together. You know, like so. Mm-hmm. Even culturally, we sort of do this in a, in a, uh, a, and then we make the athletic competition some sort of uh, more of an epic yeah struggle. Yeah. You know, that's for good over evil. You <laughs> know, right? I <laughs> yeah. mean, I I, I sound idiotic, you know, segueing from Francis's lady poverty to, (laughs) you know, Duke football's next, you know, next game. But I, you know, I I think culturally we have Mm -hmm. some of those dynamics at work. So the practical thing that I think all of us are called to do is to say, what is a way in which we can build some principles into our lives that will allow us to hold this um, solidarity and this awareness, uh, and 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 the slavery that mm. things and experiences can be mm. to hold it in tension with the good that God has created in our universe and with our capacities mm-hmm. to build and and do and mm-hmm. um, you know so. Mm-hmm. What, what can, you know, um, any of our, you know, billion listeners, you know, <laughs> can they, can they do to practically yeah. create a metaphor in their own lives? And maybe it's a, maybe it's just, maybe it's not Francis, but maybe it's someone that they know who could, mm-hmm. uh, drive a much nicer car than they mm-hmm. do, but mm-hmm. they don't, mm-hmm. you know, and, and maybe it's something as simple as, uh, as, Emulating um, the simplicity of Mm -hmm. another. Mm -hmm. I like that. What do you think? Practically. You're going to stop bringing chocolate to the office, aren't you? You're going to let go of your dependence. (laughs) Oh, my
0: dependence. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez.
1: Your dependence on providing me chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, do gosh.
0: Yeah, I, do, I, I, I feel like.
1: If you could let go of one thing, what would it be?
0: Mm. Oops. All right, hold on.
1: It's okay not to want to say.
0: No, I'm really thinking of like, what is the biggest...
1: Not the biggest. What's one? Sometimes to, you know, swallow it whole is just too much. you got to take a bite. What's one practical step?
0: Well, to be honest, it's not for me right now. There ha- have been periods in my life where it's been like I'm spending too much. I have to come out. But right now it's not so much a material thing as a... um i want have I want to have the answers to some like key questions in my life mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and I like keep pushing on that so what I am trying to do is to say and literally every day asking God to help me just trust him more That's to let know to yep. to let go and yep. Yep. for him to remind me that his plans are better than my plans. Um, if that makes sense. It does. So it's not quite a <laughs> poverty in the materialistic right. sense. Right. But or,
1: or even not so much about plans, but he's with me. Right. And that's all right. I need.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you, uh, You always get on me when I say this, but our time is short. Would you care to do a quick prayer?
1: I would love to, but I would love to hear your quick
0: prayer. Oh, sure. Of course. Okay. Jesus, you lived and walked and taught on this earth and showed us what it was to to live simply um to love fully and to be in solidarity with the people at the margins and you blessed uh our lives with saint francis too um we just ask that you would uh speak to our hearts you know the the key pieces that we're holding on to each of us um whether it's something material um something that brings us comfort um something we value in our lives you know what we're holding on to that we need to let go of uh help us each to ask you uh, to take to take that from us, we know you need to call that out of us, and we need your help in responding to that. Um, guide us through that more and more, Jesus, uh, to build that habit of letting go and of trusting you, and of living simply internally and externally. And St. Francis, pray for us. Pray for us. Amen.
1: Amen. Beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you guys for joining us for a special Francis Week episode of Friarside Chats.
1: Special shout out uh, to friend of the program, uh, Dr. Rob Wan of the University of Washington.
0: Is that what uh, it is? Oh, I can. Yeah, UW in UW, Seattle.
1: That's right. In uh-huh. Seattle. Math. Professor Extraordinaire who's a uh, who's a big podcast um fan of ours. Mm-hmm. And um we just wanna give a shout out to him oh. on this feast of Saint Francis. That's beautiful. I know. I love it. What do his students call him again?
0: Dr. Bobby Dubbs. His name is Robert Wan.
1: Bobby Dubbs. Yeah. Bobby, Bobby Dubbs. Dubs. <laughs>
0: well, if you would like call a out. shout out. That's right. <laughs> Or you have some thoughts, suggestions for future episodes, you can shoot that to me at erm three at duke.edu.
1: For more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu. Prior Chats is supported by many generous donors like Dr. Rob Wan, mm-hmm. friend of the program. Students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke just like you. To learn how you can support Friarside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support.
0: All right, you guys. We'll see you next time on Friarside Chats. That was our longest episode ever. Uh, well, I mean... Uh whose whose job is it to press the it's start fine. button? Fine. <laughs> and whose phone kept buzzing with uh text messages? It's mine.
1: It <laughs> mine. I'm a loser.
0: We're still recording. I can't wait oh to put God, that in. Leave seat. that out. <laughs> I have uh, to save that quote. No. <laughs>